emphasized the importance of unobservable, unconscious forces on behavior. Freud developed psychoanalytic psychology to attempt to bring these unconscious forces into the conscious mind. Freud created the practice of dream analysis as a way to understand the human subconscious. Humanistic psychology developed as a reaction to both behaviorism and psychoanalysis. Humanistic psychology focuses on the uniqueness of human beings and their capacity for psychological growth and health. Abraham Maslow was one of the proponents of humanistic psychology. Then, in the 1950s, another school of thought became popular, cognitive psychology, which focused on mental processes and was influenced in part by linguist Noam Chomsky. Let's now move on to the subject of research methods within psychology. All psychologists employ the scientific method, a set of rules that scientists use when conducting research. The scientific method is intended to be objective, or free of bias, and to produce results that can be reproduced by other researchers. The two major types of scientific research are descriptive research methods and the experimental method. Let's explore both of these approaches to research. Descriptive research methods provide descriptions of behavior rather than explanations of the causes of behavior. There are three types of descriptive research, naturalistic observations, or observations of people or animals in their natural environment, the case study method, in which one individual or a small group of individuals are studied over time, and survey research. Survey research can consist of interviews or questionnaires that are intended to gather information about the attitudes, beliefs, experiences, or behaviors of a group of people. The experimental method of psychological research attempts to prove or disprove a hypothesis or statement about a possible cause-and-effect relationship between two or more events. One example of a hypothesis is, if you smoke, you will get lung cancer. The scientist may propose a theory or set of statements designed to explain certain phenomena. Research is then constructed so that different variables or factors can be manipulated by the researcher. The independent variable is the element that is systematically changed by the researcher, while the dependent variable is the variable that is measured. Subjects for the experiment are chosen to be part of either the experimental group, the group that will be exposed to a particular value assigned to the independent variable, or the control group, which will be exposed to a naturally occurring or zero-value independent variable. Experiments may be organized as either single-blind, in which the experimenter but not the subject knows the value of the independent variable, or as double-blind, in which not even the experimenter knows the value of the independent variable. For example, if the experiment is organized to test the effectiveness of a certain drug, the control group will receive a placebo, or harmless substance, whereas the experimental group will receive the actual drug. If the experimenter does not know which group received the placebo, it is a double-blind study. Let's now explore the topic of ethical research practices in psychology. Ethics are of concern in any research that is conducted on either human or animal subjects. The American Psychological Association, APA, has developed a set of guidelines for ethical research in psychology. These guidelines mandate that participants must give their informed consent to research before they participate in a study.
This usually consists of providing a written statement about the research requirements, compensation, and any aspects of the research that would affect the subject's willingness to participate. The guidelines also specify that subjects should be provided confidentiality or protection of their privacy, and they must receive a debriefing or a full disclosure of the nature and purpose of the experiment after its conclusion. Now let's briefly discuss the issue of human diversity. Psychology through the 1960s included little consideration of or appreciation for diversity or the spectrum of differences in individuals from different cultural or ethnic groups or of different sexes. Today, psychologists adopt a multicultural perspective that evaluates and appreciates the value of these differences. The American Psychological Association's guidelines now mandate that psychologists recognize cultural diversity and take it into account in their activities. For example, to many early psychologists, men were considered normal and women were considered abnormal or less than equal.